You are listening to an Elam Christian Center podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered by the message you are about to hear. Okay, I've titled today's message, uh, A Message for the Season. A Message for the Season. And I don't want to alarm anybody, but as of today, we are 28 days from Christmas. 28 days. That's less than one month, family, till Christmas. Some of you, you're all good. Others, you are now panicking. You are now in, in high stress mode. You came to church to receive from the Lord. You're going out stressed today in Jesus' name. <laughs> we, are, we are fast moving into that Christmas season. And uh, as you move into the season, things begin to change. Like Chris said, he spent the weekend putting up lights. And as you, you notice as the season changes, the decor begins to change. And lights begin to go up. And music that you don't hear at any other time in the year begins to play over the radio station and on your Spotify playlist. And in the greenhouse in our home, we love Christmas. Like we love, I don't understand people who don't love Christmas. I love Christmas. We are already lining up the list of Christmas movies that we are going to watch. We're lining up, my wife has got set up all the Hallmark cheesy Christian Christmas movies that we are going to watch on every date night between now and the 25th of December, bless God. We've got decorations going up. Our dogs are being harassed daily with Christmas outfits from Kmart. To their great joy. It seems like only yesterday it was the first day of spring. And now it's like a whole nother season has come along. The book of Ecclesiastes says this, Ecclesiastes 3.1, There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. It's really interesting to me how life seems to move in seasons and how God often seems to move in seasons in our life. And what I want to do today, what I felt led to do today, was as we enter into the Christmas season, is actually speak to the heart of seasons. Seasons in your life. Because I don't know uh, what you are in right now, what season you might be in, and I do apologize that I'm going to say the word season about a thousand times in this message I don't know what season you're in, I don't know what you're going through, I don't know where you are, but I believe God wants to speak to you right where you're at and bless you and encourage you in whatever season you find yourself going through at the moment. And as we go towards this Christmas season, I want to encourage you today about the nature of seasons. Are you ready? I'm going to give you three thoughts today. The first one is this. When it comes to seasons, it's all about timing. It's all about timing. I don't know if you'd noticed, but retailers around us seem to be pushing the boundaries of when Christmas starts. I don't know if you've noticed this, but every year they seem to creep forward by a week. It's like, it's like Easter just finished, and now there's decorations going up. I don't understand what's going on. I was in the end of September, I was in Mitre 10, minding my own business about to buy some things that I might have needed for whatever I was doing at the time. And as I'm walking through Mitre 10, just perusing the aisles, I hear a sound that is not fit for September. I hear a wee ditty that sounds a lot like jingle bells. And as I'm walking through the aisles of Mitre 10, in September, jingle bells is playing over the loudspeaker. And I'm thinking to myself, I love Christmas. I'm all about it. Jingle bells, bring it on. 
Yes, jingle all the way. Riding on a one-horse open sleigh does sound very, very fun. I've never done it, but it does sound like a good old time. I even like the one where Batman smells and Robin runs away. I like all of them. But not in September. Love the song, love Christmas, but it's the wrong timing. You got the timing all wrong, Mitre 10. If anyone works for Mitre 10, please have a conversation with those in your authority lines. You know, when we look at the nativity story and we look at the arrival of Jesus as we come into Christmas, we see a nation and a world that has been longing for a Savior. We see a nation, the nation of Israel, where for, for generations have searched the Scriptures and have longed and waited for the arrival of the Messiah, the arrival of a Savior, the arrival of the fulfillment of what was written in the Scriptures. And then at just the right time, after waiting, and longing, and searching, and seeking. At just the right time, there's this arrival of a baby called Jesus in a manger in Bethlehem. In fact, Galatians 4, 4 puts it like this. It says this, when the fullness of time had come, but when the fullness of time had come, what does that mean? When God's perfect timing had come. At just the right moment in God's incredible all-knowing wisdom, at the fullness of that time, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you're no longer a slave, but a son, and of a son that an heir through God. Friends, the arrival of Jesus reminds us it's all about timing. Seasons are all about timing. Galatians 6, 9 goes on to say this. And let us not grow weary of doing good for what? In due season, for at just the right time, when the timing is right, when the season is correct, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we do not give up. And some of you here today, I really felt to encourage you because you're frustrated. You're frustrated because you're doing all the right things. You're, you're doing all the right things you should be doing. You're doing good. You're being faithful. Yet you're yet to see the breakthrough. You're yet to see the change. You're yet to see the fruit of what it is you have been waiting for and seeking God for. And I want to encourage you today that just like the arrival of Jesus, it's all about timing. So don't give up. Galatians 4, encouragement to you. Galatians 6, encouragement is this. Don't give up. Trust the timing of God. Don't give up. Keep seeking, keep serving, keep praying, keep asking, keep knocking, keep doing what God has called you to do. Keep showing up, keep worshiping. It's all about timing. Just don't give up. For at the appropriate time, you will reap the harvest of blessing if you don't give up. When the fullness of time had come, God sent his son. When the fullness of time comes, you will see what God wants to do. You will see what you've been asking and seeking for. Second thing is this, second thought around seasons is this. Number two, seasons change. Seasons change. Uh, in my world, in the world of Steve Green, <laughs> what a, did you say a wonderful world? Thank you, Manny. It is a wonderful world. I appreciate that. My hype, my hype man on the front row. So encouraging. We can all learn a lot from Manny today, I think, church. In my world, when it comes to Christmas, Christmas has a very clear end date. On the 20th, I love, I'm all about Christmas. Don't, don't mistake me for a Grinch. I love Christmas. But on the 27th of December, Christmas is over. 
and we're moving on. On the 27th of December, Michael Bublé will hibernate back to his cave and we will thaw him out come next November where he will sing for us once more. In my world, like nothing grieves my heart more than stale Christmas decorations that are still up in late January and early February. If you own a shop in this church and you spray that spray on snow with a happy Christmas, scrape it off on December 27th, I beg you. You will, you will cause my heart to move away from sin if you do such a thing. I mean, it, there is, there's nothing more frustrating for me than lingering Christmas decorations. We lived in Whangarei for four years. We led our campus up in Whangarei, and shout out to anyone who's online watching from Whangarei. And, and every year, the council would put up these Christmas banners on the lampposts leading into town and around town. It was really nice. Like, they put them up early December, and so it'd be real festive, and they looked really Christmassy, and they were lovely. The problem was the council forgot to take them down every year. I know. So come, come December 27th, when all my decorations are down, I drive into town, they're still up. And then come January the 1st, they're still up, and then... As I drove into town in late January, guess what? They were still up, and then in February, they were still up, and I'm starting to get really concerned for the salvation of our city right now in Whangarei because I'm about to lose my salvation as I drive into town every single Sunday. The, the, the heart of God is grieving every time He looks upon Whangarei and because these banners are still standing up, and I'm pretty sure Jesus wanted to come back, but He saw the banners, and He was like, okay, I'm holding off for a little bit longer. That's not, that's not in the Bible or theological. It's just my assumptions. Guess what? July comes around. Finally, the banners came down after much pressure from me, from people in our church who worked in the council. Every Sunday, I'm like, you need to know Jesus. And by the way, if you work in the council, have a conversation. Why? Because the season had changed. It's a new season. We're no longer in that season. We're changed into a new season. And I think we're quite we're quite interesting as people because we either spend our lives longing for the season that we're not in or longing for the season that we are in to never end. But seasons change. Seasons change. And as Christians, and if you're a Christian in this place, we can fall into this trap of believing that because we follow Jesus, we should always be in a perpetual state of spring and summer. Where because I follow Jesus, I should always be in a season of blessing and harvest and breakthrough and, and, and abundance and, and overflow. And if I'm not in that kind of season, then there must be something wrong with God or there must be something wrong with me. But seasons change. And God has a purpose in every season. In every season. See, not too long after the joyous arrival of Jesus in Bethlehem, there is a season of exile and uncertainty as Mary and Joseph take young Jesus to Egypt to escape Herod, who is trying to take his life. Joyous arrival, Christmas. Oh, little star of Bethlehem, old town of Bethlehem. Like, there's this amazing, joyous moment, and then not too long after, a season of exile and worry and fear and uncertainty in a whole nother nation. Seasons change. Seasons change. Here's what I've learned. This too shall pass. Oh, I'm in a diff this too shall pass. This is really hard. This too shall pass. 
Man, life is amazing. This too shall pass. I know you don't want to hear it, but you need to. Because you can't live under the illusion that the summer and spring seasons are forever. Christmas only lasts for a little while, and then we're in a new season. You've got to understand that this too shall pass. This too shall pass. Because God is working His purpose in every single season of your life. Here's a question I want you to ask yourself today. In the season you're in, in the season I'm in, what is God asking me to pick up, put down, or trust Him for? In the season I'm in, what is God asking me to pick up, put down, or trust Him for? Because God has got a purpose to work in every single season of your life. And I know some of you here today, you might be in church today in a very difficult place, in a tough space, and you're thinking to yourself, will this ever change? Will it ever get any better? This too shall pass. Seasons change. Seasons change. Some of you here today, you hate Christmas. Don't worry, in about 30 days, this too shall pass. My last thought is this. I want to encourage you with this. Number three, fruit doesn't have to be seasonal. Fruit doesn't have to be seasonal. I always struggle to undo a bottle of water when you're sitting on stage. Let me see what I can do here. Could go really bad. Everyone's watching with anticipation. <laughs> Professional. Amen. Well, you know, <laughs> once again, thank you, Manny. There are many tastes of Christmas, many tastes of Christmas, and uh, in a, I guess like a Kiwi New Zealand Christmas, like many tastes of Christmas, there is the Christmas ham, there's the roast chicken, there's Christmas pudding, Christmas cake, there's brandy snaps and pavlova, for some weird reason there's Macintosh lollies, and the biscuit sampler box, which doesn't get sold at any other time of the year except Christmas, when old auntie or whoever gives you a, Chris, a, a, a biscuit sampler box. How wonderful is that thing? The most divisive Christmas food on the planet, the Christmas mince pie. I know, I told you. Told you we're going we're gonna to have a church split over this one right here. I love a Christmas mince pie. Maybe you're from a different nation. Maybe you're from somewhere like South Africa and you're loving trifle and mulva pudding. I don't know. Maybe it's uh, gingerbread. Maybe you are from somewhere like Hong Kong or Japan where it's all about takeaway food like KFC and Pizza Hut. That's Christmas food, apparently. Maybe from Korea, where it's about delivery food and bulgogi and kimchi and whatever. Or maybe from uh, India, and it's lamb biryani. Or wherever you're from, we all have a taste of Christmas, right? It's like when you have that thing, it's like, oh, it's Christmas now. For me, it's the humble plum. Christmas plum. I grew up as a kid, and we had this humongous plum tree in our backyard. And every year, it would fruit with thousands of plums. And it was awesome. We, we literally had thousands. We would have, uh, like my mom would get the, sh the, um, the washing basket and we would fill the washing basket to overflowing multiple times a season just as these plums would come. And it was, we, me and my brother and sisters, we, we, would, we ate hundreds of the things. It was outrageous. So for me, that taste of a plum that fruited just like the two weeks before Christmas, the taste of that plum is forever linked with Christmas. So now I don't even feel like it's Christmas until I eat a plum. When the plum comes into season, I eat a plum. I'm like, oh, it's Christmas now. Like, <laughs> Team, you guys want to join me? Um, the taste of Christmas, man. But the fruit of that tree only grew at that season. The fruit that came off that plum tree only came at this Christmas season. 
And the fruit of a tree only comes when the external season is right. When the tree or the plant is in that correct external season, that's when it would come. But I'd like to suggest to you today that the fruit that comes out of your life is not determined by your external season, but by your internal condition. The fruit of your life is not governed by the circumstance of the season that you find yourself in by the chaos or calm of your external world, but by the condition of your internal world. See, as we enter Christmas and we have this gift of Jesus, the amazing grace of God given to us, this gift of Jesus. And if you receive that gift, it means that you are no longer your own. You are now in Christ. And you are redeemed and you are reconciled to the Father through Him. And that you are born again by the Spirit of God. God makes you a brand new person from the inside out. You are a new creation in Him. So you're no longer of this world. Yes, you are in this world. You are in the seasons and environment of this world, but you are in this world, but you are no longer of it. You are of something else. Why? Because you are a new creation in Christ. And you are now no longer of this world. You are born of the Spirit. And the amazing truth of that is this, that no matter what season you are in, because you are in it, not of it, you can bear fruit according to Galatians 5. No matter what season you are in, you can have love, Enjoy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Wow. So no matter what you're going through right now, fruit in your life is not just seasonal. When things are going good, now I've got peace. Nope. When, when, when everyone around me is kind to me, now I have love. Nope. When everything can be falling apart and disastrous and chaotic because of who's in you, you now produce something else, not according to the season of the world you're in, but according to who's in you. Jeremiah 17 verse 7 says this, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green, and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. It bears fruit in and out of season. Fruit does not have to be seasonal. In Jesus and by the grace of God, you can journey through every single season of life, the good, the bad, the ugly, and still see the fruit that God wants to produce in your life come to bear. So the question is not just what season are you in, the question is what are you like in the season? Or what's in you in this season? And a lot of people, you know, I get to like journey with a lot of people and pray for a lot of people, and often the question that I get posed is why is this happening to me? Why is God doing this? Why did this happen? Why is a good question, but I don't think it's always the best question. I think sometimes the best question is what? What does God want to do in my life in this season? Because seasons change. Timing's everything. I don't have to wait for the right season to bear fruit. So not just why, but what? God, what are you wanting to do in me, through me, and bring out of me in the season that I'm in. What is God wanting to produce in you in that season? I believe that today God wants to encourage some people. 
I believe that today he wants to meet you right where you're at. And for some of you, that the journey of today is to discover what God is doing in your life and wanting to do in your life right where you are. Not where you want to be, but right where you are here today. And, and the fruit that God wants to bring out of your life, not because of the season you're in necessarily, but in spite of the season that you might be in. It's all about timing. It's all about timing. Trust God. Don't give up. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing the right things. Seasons change. This too shall pass. Trust the plan in the hand of God to bring out what He wants to do in the midst of that and then bring it to pass. And then the fruit in your life, it does not have to be seasonal. You can continue to see the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control manifest in your life regardless of what you're going through. Can I pray for you, church? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your incredible faithfulness to us. And Lord, as we enter into a new season, Lord, as we go towards Christmas and we lean into this narrative and story and beautiful truth of your son Jesus born to reconcile us to you. And Father, as we all journey through different stages and seasons of life, I thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness right there in the midst of it all. And Father, I pray for us, Lord, that we would trust, be a people that trust your timing. Not trying to rush you, not trying to have our own way, but Lord, just trusting God, you are the one who's in control. You are the one who's in charge. You're leading and guiding us, and so we trust, Lord, that you will bring it in the fullness of time. Lord, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Lord, help us to have the heart, Lord, that says, I'm not gonna quit. Father, I pray for us that those who are in maybe challenging seasons that hold on to the truth that seasons do change. But Lord, I pray that there will be a maturity growing in us no matter what we're going through that understands that seasons do change and you've got purpose in all of them. And so we're not always gonna be living in a, 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 se a perpetual season of summer and spring, but that's okay if we're not. We're actually growing still. And Father, often in those difficult times, that's when the greatest seed is being planted and the greatest weeding is taking place in our lives. Lord, to bring a greater fruition at the end of it all. And Father, I pray for all of us that we would be a people led by the Spirit, not governed by the environment, to bear fruit in every season. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Just with your eyes still closed and your head still bowed, I want to pray another prayer for you today. If you're here in this room and maybe you don't know Jesus, maybe you've never made a decision to follow Him before, or maybe you would be honest and just say simply, Steve, I'm not right with God today. I've come into this place I've come into church, but the truth is my heart is far from God. Maybe you've known Him before and you've walked away from Him. Or maybe you're here today because you know you're here to get your life right with God. The truth is this, friends. God loves you. God made you. God has a wonderful plan for your life. We all mess up in sin. We all fall short of God's standard. But God in His grace sent His own Son, Jesus, to a cross. And when He died on that cross, He took upon Himself the payment that you and I would do for our sin. And He conquered death in the grave, and He rose again to new life. And He extends that life to you today, brand new life. God will make you a new creation. It's called being born again by the Spirit of God. God will make you a new person from the inside out. You get to walk into the great plans that God has for your life. You're not a mistake or an accident. God has a wonderful plan for you, friend. And then there's this great promise of eternity in heaven with Him. If you're here today, you're not right with God, but you want to be, I want to invite you to pray a simple prayer with me. I'll pray this out loud. You don't have to pray it out loud. You just pray it with me in your heart. But when you pray it, I want you to mean it with everything you've got. Are you ready? If this is you, you're praying this prayer today. You want to get right with God. Just say this in your heart. Say, God, today, I surrender my life to you. 
I know I've sinned. I know I've messed up. But I believe, Jesus, you died for me. So right now, I turn from my old life and I turn to you. I ask you now to forgive me of all of my wrongs. Come into my life. Be the Lord of my life today and make me brand new. I choose from this day to follow you in Jesus' name. Just with your eyes still closed and every head bowed, if you pray that prayer, I want to ask you to do something really, really brave for me. What I'm going to do is I'm going to count to three. When I get to three, right where you're sitting, I want you to be really brave. If you pray that prayer, I want you to put your hand up nice and high so I can see it. I'm not doing that to stand you up or bring you forward or nothing like that. All I'm going to do is see you, acknowledge you, and you can put your hand straight back down. Now, you ready? Be brave, be bold. One, two, three. Hands up nice and high right now. Say, Stephen, for me. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you over there in the middle there too. Everyone else saying, Steve, that's me. Count me in. I prayed that prayer. Awesome. Thank you so much. Online, that's you. There's a little button that says, count me in. You can push that button. I raise my hand. Just push that little button. That's going to help us. Refer to the chat if you're on Facebook. We'd love to help you on your journey. If you're saying yes to Jesus, push that button. We want to help you. Whatever it looks like, however it works. It's an awesome step, an awesome journey. Fantastic. God, we thank you so much for what you're doing in this place. We thank you for your incredible grace to us. And Father, I pray for all of those who just said yes to you. Lord, I pray that this would not be an emotional moment, but this would be a, a permanent, eternal decision to say, you know what, I'm turning from my old life, and I'm turning to this life you have for me. God, I bless them. As a church, we bless them. God, we pray, fill them with your spirit. May they know your incredible love, your grace for them, and that full, free, abundant life you came to give them, Lord. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, church. Can we put our hands together for every person? that just said yes to Jesus. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Center podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancenter.org.nz.